Miller. Welcome to the fourth episode of Tiger Turf Talk. We have a very special guest, Mr. Brian Fullerton of Brian's Lawn Maintenance, also a well-known YouTuber in the landscape industry. Brian has spent the last four years growing his YouTube channel. On his channel, he really focuses on spreading awareness on different aspects of the landscape industry, specifically lawn care maintenance. His company focuses on the ins and outs of pricing, operation machinery, operation of the business, all these different aspects that really a lot of new landscape companies are trying to understand on their own. And with the YouTube space, he's been able to, over the years, sort of bring these people together to the point where he will actually be hosting a Launchpreneurship Academy Live this coming month where many companies from all across the nation will come and meet and discuss and learn from each other on how to better run their business. In this podcast, Brian gets into the details of how important it is to understand your worth, how important it is to understand that quality over quantity can be a major aspect of your business in order to be successful. Another great thing that he does, he really puts what he does into perspective. He discusses how he really isn't just cutting the lawn, he's providing a service that makes everyone else's job easier. With this perspective, it really puts his business in a different view compared to maybe some other lawn care companies that are more focused on just the task at hand. With his place on the internet, he's also created a podcast, uh, Fullerton Unfiltered. There's some great content on there that discusses the different aspects that he focuses on in his YouTube channel and practices in an everyday business. We want to send a huge shout out to Brian. We can't thank you enough for coming on. We really appreciate you. We hope you enjoyed it. We had a lot of fun. And I guess, again, guys, I hope you enjoy this episode of Tiger Turf Talk. All right, guys, welcome to the fourth episode. Uh, I'm your host, Drew Miller, with your co-host, Rylan Harris. We have a very special guest today, uh, Mr. Brian Fullerton, owner and operator of Brian's Lawn Maintenance, uh, based out of Michigan, also a known YouTuber uh, without, throughout the industry. Uh, how are you doing today, sir? I am doing great, man. It's so good to see all of you guys, all of your uh, smiling faces. Uh, I think we're all a little pixelated from all the webcam conferencing, but hey, that's 2020 for us, right? So <laughs> it's been a crazy 2020, that's for sure. So uh, we're really excited to have you on. We sort of want to get back to the basics, uh, where you first started, how you came up with the idea of joining the landscape industry, uh, where you started, how you came to the point where you are today. Uh, so maybe if you could just sort of talk about your story and your journey through the landscape industry, just a basic background and we'll get into it. Sound good? Yeah, uh, really simply, uh, just like a lot of you guys that are maybe watching um, or even maybe when you were younger, when I was 10 years old, uh, I was a you know, young kid, wanted to make some money. Uh, when you're 10 or 12 years old and you, know, uh, you wanna make some extra money, what do you do? You go start cutting grass, right? So I took my mom's lawnmower and we were just cutting a little trailer park lawn, super fancy. Uh, but we were able to make 150, 200 bucks a weekend. And back then, uh, at that age, the most important things to me were two things, uh, buying fireworks and buying Subway sandwiches. <laughs> so uh, when you're 10, 12 years old, that's the big dream, amen? No other um, Subway? No other there, than Subway? Subway was uh, the only that? sandwich. 
Subway was uh, the, the cat's meow back in the 90s, man. So <laughs> uh, nowadays, all these kids love Chipotle or whatever, right? So, um, uh, or their, uh, their avocado toast, right? For some of you millennials. So, <laughs> but, uh, no. so I, did that from about, yeah, I did that from about 10 to 16. Uh, then my mom, uh, God bless her, but she told me to go get a real job. And so I went and worked uh, in pizza at Little Caesars. So, um, you guys have like Little Caesars, pizzas, hot and ready's like, Thumbs up. All right, cool. That's, that's our new code for the rest of the evening. Okay. <laughs> so I worked at Little Caesars for about four years, seven, eight dollars an hour. Um, but I just didn't like working in the restaurants. I didn't like working for food. I did climb up to the ranks. I became a manager at 18, 19 years old, running my own store. And that was $40,000, $50,000 a year. Uh, it was a lot of fun. But we had a difference of opinion how uh, I just didn't want to be a corporate person, corporate America. Um, it just wasn't for me. You guys can tell I'm very animated. I, I, I'm very independent. Uh, so I actually left them. They actually fired me. It's a whole other story for a whole other time. Um, when I was 19, 20, college route, um, I didn't really have anything to fall back on, right? And so when I was that age, I said, well, I want to go to a manager position. So I started going on like the job searching forums and I found a job listing from True Green, uh, Chemlon, the spring, the fertilizers, right? So the route position said route manager. So I figured with my management experience, I would go manage and boss other people around. Uh, what I found that the job was actually was me managing my route of customers and fertilizing lawns all day. So here I go from making pizzas. Uh, six weeks later, I'm in a tanker truck full ppe long sh uh, sleeve shirts long pants rubber boots and i used to be a night owl i used to be in the restaurants from 10 a.m to 10 p.m the gentleman he said kevin my boss he goes great well we'll see you here at 5 a.m and we can't wait to have you rocking and rolling and that was i went like uh oh okay <laughs> so lifestyle change right so I worked at True Green for about a year, uh, learned a lot from them. Uh, I always joke that they are a sales company that happens to fertilize. They're not a fertilizer company that does selling. If you guys know about uh, them, they're a great company, learned a lot. Uh, but what happened is just a long story short is I had uh, kind of this Baywatch moment, I call it. Uh, I was 19 years old, I'm spraying lawns. Uh, I'm in this tanker truck, you gotta imagine the scene, right guys? It's 90 degrees out. I'm in rubber boots, rubber gloves. There's no air conditioning in those trucks. Um, just miserable, making $12 an hour, right? And these two young guys, I remember this scene like it was yesterday. This was my fork in the road, right? These two young guys, they're cutting lawns. They pull up with the truck and trailer. They drop the ramp. They're pulling off the mower off the trailer. They're in shorts and a t-shirt, listening to the headphones, uh, listening to the Joe Rogan or whatever it was 10 years ago. And that, you know, the guy, I think he like flicked his hair. You know what I mean? Uh, I can't confirm that or not. Um, but they just looked like they were having fun. They had t-shirts on and shorts. And here I am in just a hot, crazy, you know, pants and shirts and sweat my butt off. And I said, screw that. I said, I'm going to go cut grass. I did it when I was younger. How hard can it be? Literally like two weeks later, I went and bought my first 48 inch uh, walk behind lawnmower. Uh, I started passing out flyers. I called all my customers back when I was a kid and I said, Hey, I'm back in the lawn care industry. 
And so what happened is I worked the rest of that season at True Green for about three or four more months. And basically we went into winter, we all got laid off. And when we came back into the following spring and March, it's called spray training. We do that February, March, uh, just to kind of polish up our skills. Um, are you here? And I said, well, why is that? And he goes, well, uh, we already filled your truck with a different driver. And I said, yeah, of course, no problem. What truck do I get? I'll just get a different truck. And he's like, uh, I don't think you're catching on. You don't really work here anymore. And I went, oh, why is that? And he said, well, we thought you were doing your lawn care thing full time. Well, that was news to me. Uh, so I had a decision to make. I went all in with my lawn care business and we never looked back. Uh, fast forward 10, 15 years, we're at where we're at today. By no means am I a finished product. Um, about four or five years ago, we jumped on YouTube and the growth from there for both the YouTube channel and then also our personal lawn and landscape business has been crazy. The last three or four years are nothing like my first 10 years. I call my first 10 years kind of like scrimmage uh, running my own lawn and landscape company. Does that make sense? <laughs> so you've talked a lot about the different equipment that you've gotten to use. How have you noticed that, that those things change throughout from when you started when you were little to where you are now? Have you noticed the equipment change and evolve? Well, I would say that a lot of the equipment has changed, but a lot of it has uh, stayed the same. Um, I think that we're all still using lawnmowers, trucks, trailers, uh, work boots, so on and so forth, right? Um, I think everything has just evolved. You know, we went from, you know, square body old F-150 and Chevy 1500 trucks to some of the newer trucks. They have four, five, 600 horsepower. Uh, three years ago, or 10 years ago, I should say, some of the trucks had two, three, 400 pounds of uh, torque. Nowadays, you have 900 to a thousand to the industry have kind of stayed the same. Um, but I think that the evolution of the equipment is that things are better. Uh, we used to have lawnmowers with 14 or 15 horsepower engines, right? And now you can get a Skag V-Ride 2 or a, uh, a right standard ZK with a 37 horsepower Vanguard engine. So I, I think that the bottom line is that we all make tall grass short. I don't want to overcomplicate the business. Uh, but the headphones today, back in the day, some of you guys may or may not know this, but we used to have music on a disc and this disc would spin really, really fast. I'm just having fun. Uh, <laughs> so nowadays we have iPods and we have our smartphones and we have Bluetooth and we have Joe Rogan and we have podcasts, right? So we're still doing the same thing. Uh, I think that we're just able to do it faster, more efficiently. You know, back in the day we were leaf blowing, right? With a backpack blower. To replace one or two guys and it can do five or 10 times the amount of volume of air. So the industry is changing. It's always changing. And uh, I think technology has been a, uh, a big part of that. So obviously you just Good question. Good question. So obviously you discussed the uh, specific sort of when you started YouTube and how you saw your, your business grow. Um, how is it that you've seen the, your YouTube channel have an impact on your actual business and how you sort of operate things? Because uh, from watching your YouTube channel for years now, there's so much work. <laughs> there's so much input to What's what that? YouTube is and how much work goes into it with a lawnscape business. How has that sort of impacted you over the years? And uh, um, you, it, it, That's a good question. I would say that YouTube has enhanced what I'm doing. Uh, I wouldn't say that I'm overly doing anything different. Again, I, I was making tall grass short 
five years ago or 10 years ago, right? I think what's changed for me was my mindset, uh, how I was running the business, what we were charging, why we were charging. Um, I think that's really what YouTube did for me. Um, what do they say in life? Like there's things you know, and then there's things you don't know. And there's things that other people know about you that because you don't have that perspective, you can't get that, that extra opinion, right? And so when you're just out there by yourself, what you're doing makes sense because it's all you know, right? When I went onto YouTube and we had 50 people commenting on a video, then hundreds of people commenting on videos, then it was thousands and then millions or whatever, we got a lot of feedback. So four and a half years ago, I jumped on YouTube. It wasn't to be the guru. I'm still not the guru. You guys know that if you watch any of the videos. Um, I put myself out there just to learn, just to give back, just to kind of help out. What I didn't know is that how many uh, people that would weigh in would help me, to me with my pricing, help me with my workflow, uh, help me with how I build my actual company. So YouTube is a lot of fun. Don't get me wrong. Um, we make videos. We have fun. I'm a big dork. Okay. Uh, but I'm very thankful and very appreciative of like the lawn care community. We'll call it, uh, a, a lot of people in the green industry, they're very helpful. They're, they're very kind people. They, they're very passionate about the turf and the trees and arborist work. Um, a lot of these people are very, very smart. Um, that was all those extra perspectives that were, uh, awarded to me when I was on YouTube that I just didn't have initially. And then along the way, about four years ago, uh, a friend of mine who's in the industry, Mike Bedell, uh, in-person mentor while I had the YouTube, uh, feedback and all those conversations. Does that kind of make some sense? Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. Um, a big thing that you do on YouTube, uh, and I noticed you're an XMark guy. You love the XMark machines. Yeah. Um, you review a lot of different items, and it's and for me personally, I've used it over the years, sort of at the different places I've worked to notice what machines are working where. Uh, and I know you do uh, brand deals with certain people. I know right now you're talking about the uh, headphones and whatnot, and you just got your truck done at Route One, which your shirt, uh, Route One. Sorry. Um, yeah. Is there anything that you really enjoy more than uh, others, whether it's mowers, uh, hand tools, stuff like that? Uh, and sort of how has that come into the YouTube space for you personally? That's a good question. First off, I just realized that you're wearing my shirt, bro. <laughs> I told you. I was a fan. You guys are crazy. You guys are yeah. awesome, man. Uh, I, I, I don't know who you guys all are, but dude, like shoot me some DMs on Instagram or some emails and keep in touch because you guys seem like a really, really cool cool group of people for the equipment and all the different things that have come along the way um again it kind of goes full circle some of these companies have come on the scene in the last five years and they weren't even around five ten twenty years ago right um i personally have noticed that on my channel i do i love to review equipment i love to uh showcase new products new services look bottom line what makes us money how can we be more efficient like it's still a business right can we all agree like thumbs up if we run an actual business okay like if we're not making money, what's the point? This equipment's not cheap. Labor's not cheap. Um, fuel's not. Now, if you want to make two, three hundred dollars on the weekend as a weekend warrior, a young kid, that's totally fine. You use your parents' lawnmower. You don't sharpen the lawnmower blade. You just throw it back in the shed. Like, all right, that's the extent of it. And and there is a fun aspect to that. 
But when we actually run a real business, we need to be efficient. We need to cut costs. We need to look at our numbers. We need to be profitable. Um, a lot of the products and services that we use on the channel, I actually use, like I believe in them. Like a lot of folks think like, we just get paid off to talk about things. Actually, that's very far from the truth. There, there isn't a single company that sends us a check and says, hey, say nice things about that item. I, I hate that. I think you guys would, would not like that either. Um, I don't trust people like that. Who does, right? So for me personally, anything we, you see on the channel, we use personally. Now, what, what I did about four or five years ago is I started reaching out to these companies and I said, hey, I've got a large audience, a community. If you want to incentive, if you want to work with us, give us some hookups, give us a discount, like help us save some money. Like we're, we're all together in this thing. And so we have some buying power, right? Some leverage. So I went to the, the help me out, Cujo Yardware shoes, right? And I said, hey, like these are all my friends. These are all my buddies. They all want to save money and, you know, have better products. Let's all work together. So I call it the little trinity, right? Like, like we get the views on YouTube, companies sell products and people save money or get to know about new cool things. And so it's always working together. Like if there's ever a brand deal where the company wins, but the people lose, that's not happening. If there's, there's companies that offer me $50,000 brand deals, $100,000 brand deals. So what? If the viewer and the fan isn't going to save money, make money or have a better life, what's in it for them? So I, I'm not throwing shade at anybody who takes on a brand deal and wants to take care of their family, right? Like we all got to pay the bills. But for me, it's never been about the money. It's, it's literally never been about the money. And I said from the beginning when we started doing YouTube that if we ever did it for the money, we would sell out in a year or two, right? And so it's still a business. We can still make money with the YouTube channel and, and help people. But money is like the last thing on my mind. In fact, if you guys know anything about me or watched us any amount of time, we give a lot of money away. Blower videos, mowers, trimmers. One day I want to give away a truck. Like that's going to happen. Uh, I, I, you know, like David Dobrik and like Mr. Beast. I want to do what they're doing, right? Maybe in my own little world, but come on. You got to have fun along the way. YouTube for me, we take it serious, but I don't know. I think we're just a bunch of dorks with cameras running around, right? So <laughs> remember us when you want to hand the truck out, just to put that out there. Um, have my people get in touch with your people. Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, we'll, we'll let Ryland handle all that, right? Yeah, so. Ryland's got it. Ryland's got there you it. Go. Um, so the, you're talking about relationships and you're talking about the Trinity. Um, with the relationships, and I've seen some of your YouTube content focus more on other people's uh, businesses uh, like Ballard and other companies. Uh, yeah. Where have you seen that sort of grow, not just your channel, but the industry itself? Because I know the Ballard blades that are coming out right now have become this massive thing and everybody's freaking out about them. So just sort of speak to that, to the kids and sort of how that works out. Well, again, it all comes full circle. If let's say uh, it, Ballard has a great product and let's say it's a, a catch pro right a, an aluminum bagger for a zero turn uh, lawnmower stander sit down whatever right he's got a cool product we're all trying to do leaf cleanups if you guys don't know he exists you don't get to do leaf cleanups or as efficiently or as, as profitably right and he's got great products or a great invention but he needs to market to them 
right? So, so the middle, who's an influencer, which I think that's, I don't use that word, right? It's so, it's so dorky. Like, I'm an Instagram influencer. Like, good for you. Um, you know, like everybody's doing modeling and this. I, I, just, I just think it's fake. I, I just think it's fake. I try to keep it as real as possible. But what I wanted to do was link up these two people, let them do business together. I, I think that's just kind of common sense, no brainer. Um, Ballard is a great example of that. Uh, Yusuf with Route One Industries. Who can't benefit as a contractor from a great emergency light bar setup? We need lights, uh, a good product, a good deal, somebody that's gonna back it up, right? So Yusuf, he's got great lights, great setup. And I said, well, let's partner. Let's hook you guys up with each other. We got a big audience, you got great products. Let's work together. And some of you guys are kind of young, but everybody here has heard the statement, a rising tide raises all ships, right? So if we can all work together and elevate the lawn and landscape industry, help people save money, make money, uh, go home earlier so they don't have to be out mowing grass till nine o'clock at night and about. Sometimes it's review videos. Sometimes it's like business mindset. Sometimes it's products and services. Um, but the bottom line is that if I don't believe in it, we're not pushing it. Um, again, we've had a lot of companies reach out to us. You guys would be shocked. Like yet, who, who here like watches like YouTubers or influencers? Like thumbs up if you guys watch these people, right? So these people get, can get paid a lot of money to push product. Um, awesome. Like I'm not saying that they're bad if they do, but we've never been about that. That, that if I was talking to the Brian, Brian's Law Maintenance 10, 15 years ago, would it help him? Because 10, 15 years ago, can I just be honest with you guys for a few minutes? Like I was scared. I was 19, 20. I had no idea what I was doing. I, could, I didn't want to go to college because I was already 20, 21. I would have been like the old fart kid, right? Um, even at 21. And if, and if you're 21 and you want to go back to college, like that's okay. Um, but I didn't know what to do. I was afraid. I wasn't making move. And so I never want to take for granted the fact that maybe even some of you guys, you're going to go buy a $600 leaf blower. And that means you're going to eat peanut butters and jellies and pancakes for dinner and lunch for the next month and a half because 600 bucks is a lot of money. Right. And so I can't say that everybody takes it that serious, but I'm always trying to think, what would the Brian 10 years ago need? What would the, the Drew of 10 years ago need? Or what, what does Drew at 20, 21, 25 years old need? Right? Does it kind of help out a little bit? I'm going to be honest. I am 25, believe it or not. <laughs> there you go. That's awesome, man. Good questions. Good questions. Is this helping you guys out? Is this fun? Matthew, Aaron, you getting some thumbs up? I can see you. I'm just kidding. What do we got? Look at everybody's jumping on board. Frank, Franco's, Ethan. What's up, guys? How are we doing? <laughs> so with the, the YouTube channel and the podcast and all the other fun things that you've done, it's obviously created a brand. And how important do you think that brand is for your business? Ooh, that's a good question. Well, I think brand brand i would say reputation um when you guys think apple you think something that works something that's sexy something that's 
uh, cutting edge, something that's cool, something that's trendy, right? Uh, when you guys think um, Tesla, when you guys think Tesla, you think cool, you think cutting edge, you think SpaceX, you think Elon Musk, you know, uh, on a podcast being cool, right? So when you think Brian's Law Maintenance, I, I, my, I hope or my wish would be you guys think value. I think if this guy can do it, I can do it, right? Um, a lot of you guys, if you watch our YouTube channel, you guys know that I came from pretty humble beginnings. I, I grew up in a double wide trailer. We grew up poor. Like we weren't Eminem, eight mile broke poor, you know, like eating food stamps, but we didn't have any privilege. I didn't have any nice clothes. Uh, my first car was a Hyundai Elantra, little critter car, okay? Um, all my first equipment in my lawn care business was used, open box, returned, clearanced, craftsman stuff at Sears. My illustrious start in my lawn and landscape business, right? So if I think branding, what I want to communicate to you guys is that I don't care how you get started in life. I care about how you guys finish. Some of you guys grew up with a lot of opportunity. Some of us didn't. If you started from this far back, no excuses. If I can do it, you can do it. And what I want to do is leave breadcrumbs all along the way. I can't just give it to you, right? I don't want a handout, but I don't mind somebody giving me a hand up. So a lot of people in life, they're just giving stuff, right? We all have that 16, 18, 25 year old friend whose mommy and daddy bought him a $20,000 Jeep. Now look, I'll be honest with you. If somebody wanted to buy me a $20,000 or $40,000 Jeep, I'd probably say yes. Can we all be honest? But nobody gave me that option, right? So I had to work for everything we have, every sponsorship, every customer. You know, we don't see the behind the work, the behind the scenes work that all of us are doing to grow a company. It's phone calls, it's emails, it's passing out flyers, it's getting made fun of, people calling you a dork. That's fine. I'll make more this month than most people do in a year. I don't care, right? So you gotta have that, that mindset that I'm going somewhere, I'm gonna succeed, I don't care what anybody thinks. A lot of you guys are younger, right? I mean, it's called peer pressure. Friends are going to college and you wanna go be a landscaping you know, business owner? Uh, who are you gonna go cut grass professionally? Okay, you can make fun all you want, but there isn't a single lawn care customer I have that makes more money than me. Period, case closed. Just with the lawn and landscape company. We added that there's no way okay so you can make money doing youtube we we've started to make money in the last six to 12 months with our youtube channel so i make a lot of money um but you know what who cares at the end of the day take care of people value people love on people just be a good person out there so that's what i always hope that you guys get from my channel my videos uh and my podcast i hope you feel bold like encouraged does that kind of make some sense yeah that's awesome um so what i'm curious about what was there ever a moment because i remember watching one of your videos talking about uh how early on it was difficult and you were talking about earlier how it was really difficult getting used uh, uh equipment and whatnot was there ever that moment in time that you remember that you were like i did it like i've made it like this is where we are going to be successful and down that path <laughs> Yeah, dude, when I bought my truck, that's a badass truck. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> look, I grew up poor. 
I bought this $60,000 truck. Um, I remember I was driving to GIE Plus Expo, big green industry trade show. You guys probably know of it. I was driving down there on, I think it was like Wednesday morning. It's like 10 a.m. because the place opens up at noon. So we had left my house at like 4 a.m. I'm double fist and Red Bulls. My wife's got her Starbucks. We're freaking out trying to get down there because all of you guys are down there hanging out, all these YouTuber people, right? Sure. <laughs> uh, but I remember uh, I was trying to buy my truck a month later, uh, maybe two weeks later, and we were trying to get approved. We were trying to get approved. And my, my income went like this, then it went like this, and then it went like this. But if you guys know anything about taxes and income, you have to have two years of returns that say that you make like a certain amount of money. So my, my 2016 taxes, not so hot of a year, right? 2017, pretty good year. So they had to average the two years. So I was like praying to Jesus that they would like kind of balance out. You know what I'm saying? And we, we like scraped in, we like qualified for this loan by like the skin of our teeth. Okay. I remember when we got the phone call from our loan officer and he's like, this is like three years ago, guys, this is fresh. Um, it's just insane. It's just insane. Like three years ago, he calls us up and goes, yeah, like, well, you know, we're, you know, we're still trying to qualify you guys. You need to make enough money. Like 17 was a good year. 16 wasn't that good of a year. Um, I need to see more income. And I'm like, okay, well, what do you need to see? He goes, give me something more. I go, well, how about like what we're doing so far this year? He goes, well, how are you doing this year? And I said, better than the year before, like double. I go, he goes, well, can you send me a screenshot of something, a bank statement or whatever? I go, well, I processed 80,000 bucks so far that year, just in credit cards. He goes, 80,000 bucks. Well, that's more than you made the, the, you know, the year before. I go, yeah, things are going, things are growing, right? I'm learning from the YouTube community and how to get my prices right, how to take care of my customers, how to grow my business. Anyway, long story short, guy says, that'll work. We'll qualify you. Come get the loan. You can go buy your truck. So I don't know if you guys have seen the video. It's like a black thumbnail. It says like dream truck or something like that. Um, of course, it's like pouring rain. So we, we get back from GIE and I think it was the following Monday they had prepped my truck and they said, come and get your, your dream truck. Now, guys, you got to imagine like I grew up in a house that was about twenty five thirty thousand dollars the truck I bought was $58,000. So for a kid that grew up in a trailer with no money, no privilege, no nothing to go buy a truck that costs more than the double than the home that he grew up in. You want to talk about feeling like you're a winner and that you can make it. Now the reality is it's a stupid truck. Okay. It's a truck. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's just a vehicle. It's just a car, but Come on now. Like if you guys are going to go buy your dream car, maybe some of you guys want a Tesla model three or uh, a Tesla model X, or I don't know what's some cool cars out there. You guys know what I'm talking about. Um, when you get it, like you feel like you made it, like you accomplished something. And for me and, and really my wife, uh, when we got in the truck, cause we traded in my old truck. And I remember, uh, I'm going to get emotional on camera. So when I went and traded in my old truck, it's like a four or $5,000 piece of trash truck. Uh, my old, my old red F-150, right? So I'm dropping the keys off and I'm like walking away. And like, I did one more turn and 
one more take. I broke down for like every month for like two years. It was my little chariot though. It was my little car, man. It was my little first work truck, you know? Um, and some of you guys get it. Some of you guys might not get it. Uh, but it was my first car. It was my first real truck. And I traded it in and it was like, it was like closing a chapter, you know what I mean? And we got in the new truck and my wife and I, we started crying and we were so happy. And because the truck rec represented success, the truck represented hard work. The truck represented delayed gratification. The truck represented victory, right? And so we were just sweating it out, grinding it out, trying to grow our business and grow our life. And I, the bottleneck for my business to continue to grow was to get a new truck. Um, it sounds so silly. It's so, so basic, so remedial. Um, but for me personally, it was huge. Um, you fast forward to today, my next thing would be to buy a Tesla Model X or we're going to build arguably about a million dollar home in about six months. It's going to be a really, really, really nice. Yeah, it's going to be a baller home. Uh, it's going to be, uh, I'm going to put a couple hundred grand down for a home and then buy a Tesla Model X all in the same month. A month later, buy a $72,000 pole barn. A month later, buy a player slingshot and a month later, buy a player's razor. Uh, all in the meantime, we also added my, uh, my mom to our payroll for my media company. Everybody, some people would make fun. <clears throat> some people would poke. Some people would probably poke at you guys, right? Some people make fun of you guys or whatever you're trying to learn. Or you guys are on a live stream talking to some lawn care weirdo at five o'clock on a, on a Wednesday, right? Who cares? Who cares? You guys got to know where you're going. You got to know what you're trying to do. And you guys got to know that whatever you want to accomplish in the future, you can make it happen. I, I don't care where you start. I care about where you guys are going. So that's incredible. That is absolutely incredible. It's totally fine. We totally understand. That is awesome. Thank you so much for yeah. sharing. Um, you were talking in there about uh, thumbs up you, if you guys are still enjoying the, the feed. Yes, yeah, we're, we're for sure. Um, you were talking about GIE and uh, you, you actually have an event coming up in November. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm saying it right. Entrepreneur Academy Live. Um, could you yes. sort of explain what's going on with that and how you came to make this event a uh, big deal uh, for, again, lawn care operators and YouTubers? So, so we're all learning, we're all studying, we're all, we're all becoming friends, right? Um, hopefully you guys keep in touch with me, shoot me a message on Instagram and say, Hey dude, I was on the live stream. Like great job. Or Hey, you talk too much, whatever you want to say. <laughs> um, we're all in this together, right? So a lot of us, I don't know about you guys, but I like community. I like making friends, hanging out, eating food, getting fat, uh, <laughs> just hanging out. Right. So going to get chicken wings at B-dubs or going to get Chipotle. My dog is freaking out. Um, that's the kind of stuff I like to do. So we made all these friendships the last, um, you know, four or five years and everybody just wants to hang out. We just want to get together. I mean, I, I don't even, we don't need to even do something. We just like to get together. I don't, come on. Who doesn't like to hang out? And so I said, well, let's, and also, also I don't like going to formal training like classes. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I, I just don't like going to listen to a professor or a, or a teacher just talk at you for an hour, like thumbs down. You know what I mean? Um, that's thumbs down, right? So I said, well, let's, let's make it fun. 
let's bring people together and let's bring people from the industry, like people that actually run a real business. There's a thought. Uh, and we'll have fun. We'll do a live event. So that's what we did last year. We, we totally stuck our neck out there. You guys got to realize to, to host the live event, it's about 25 to $50,000. Okay. Food, a venue, insurance, decorations. It's a lot of money. It's like throwing a wedding. So last year, January, this is like 18 months ago. I get all these, uh, all this stuff lined up, all these deposits. Six months later, uh, maybe seven months later, we uh, make an announcement that we're having a live event. Look, I'll be honest with you guys. I don't know if 10 people were going to show up or 200 people were going to show up, right? Because I was just throwing it out there. Hey, come learn about business. Come learn about success. We'll help you guys grow. And a ticket was like 175 bucks. Like, it's actually pretty cheap if you think about like trade show events. Normally an event like that's 500 to 1,000 bucks. We have a lot of sponsors that kind of cover the cost. Because again, if the Brian from 10 years ago or the Ryland who's only 20 years old, he can't afford a thousand dollar ticket to a live event. That's not fair. And he wants to grow. He wants to learn. He wants to succeed. So I said, well, let's keep the cost down and bring everybody in. What I did not expect was 175 people showing up. Um, it was a barn burner. People are laughing. People are crying. Uh, there's all round tables, right? So everybody's getting to know each other. And it was just a great time to make friends. I, I still know people that came and they're in like group chat, you know, text message group chats with other friends and buddies that they met at the live event over a year ago. And now they're best friends. One's in uh, New Jersey or something like that. One's in like uh, Kansas. Uh, and then the other one's like in Ohio. And these guys are buddies. Three, uh, a year ago, they were all strangers. Today, one's going to be in the other guy's wedding, right? He just got engaged. I'm like, what? And they're all coming down this time. Yeah, I know. Right? Uh, funny story, they were actually supposed to propose at our event, but Kyle left the ring back at home. Come on, Kyle. You had one job. You oh, know? no. <laughs> That's so, never good. Because <laughs> he, he, he told me later, um, Kyle Parks, if you guys know him, Kyle shoots me a, a – we did a coaching call, actually. And he goes, can I tell you a funny story? I go, always. Hello. And uh, he told me this whole story. He's like, I was going to ask if I could like propose on stage, like we were getting brought up for something. And I said, sure. I'm like, dude, we would have done that. That would have been so cool. Like, come on. Like, what do they say? Like the inmates are in charge of the prison. So we can do whatever we want. You guys want fireworks? We'll get fireworks. You guys want lasers and, you know, cool stuff? Sure. Anybody got a smoke machine? Let's just have some fun. You know what I mean? <laughs> so anyway, uh, but, but here's the bottom line. Those guys are still best friends. And now they're coming back this year. They're getting a hotel room together. They're bringing their girlfriends and their fiancés. And we're, we're growing together, right? We're, we're doing life. I don't, know, I don't know if you guys can relate to this, but life is tough, right? Like life, there's good days, there's bad days. Parents, brothers and sisters, there's good days and there's bad days. But you know what? For me personally, I just know that if I have somebody that I'm doing life with, friends or buddies that check on me and I check on them and we're all in it together. That's called real community. That's what we wanted to uh, make available to our audience. Not, not everybody subscribes to that. That's okay. Uh, but at the end of the day, if you want to make friends and, and be in this industry, um, I don't know of any other industry that has a live event like what we're doing. Um, and by the way, we have 
165 people already signed up to come to this year's event. We'll probably have around 250. If COVID didn't go on, uh, can I be honest with you guys? A little insider uh, you know, tip. Don't tell anybody this, okay? But I actually booked all eight ballrooms and it would have sat 475 people. So I was thinking we're going to bring 500 people. Okay. That's how big I see this. And in fact, my wife printed off a photo. We're big dreamers. We like to dream. We have a vision board. Um, so where we're at, there's a place called little Caesars arena, big ass stadium, right? Brand new place. Super cool. Well, she took a photo of the bowl with the big jumbotron, a big like red carpet, all the seats and this whole thing. And I go, what is that? Are we going to a concert? Like, we're going to go see Trans-Siberian Orchestra, like whatever. <laughs> um, and she goes, no, we're going to have Launchpreneur Academy live at Little Caesars Arena in just a few years. And there's going to be 5,000 people there. And we're going to change the industry. We're going to bring in the Troy Clogs, the Corey Ballards. Uh, we're going to bring in the Ryland Harris's, right? We're going to bring in <laughs> all of you guys to come teach and train and educate and motivate and have fun. I mean, why not? Let's learn. Let's study. Let's grow. Let's make more money. Uh, come on. Who doesn't like that? I think it's just going to be a load of fun. It sounds awesome. Sounds amazing. Um, <laughs> and with, with that, I'm sure a big portion of that is going to be discussing the business side of things and everything that goes with that. I'm oh, yeah. sort of curious with your business specifically, uh, is there someone running the business side, taking care of clientele, making sure that payments are coming in? Uh, or are you in charge of all that and sort of maybe at the beginning and how it transitioned to now? Yeah, and honestly, my billing, it's, it's very streamlined. You know, there's Yardbook, LMN, Jobber. Uh, what a CRM is, it's a customer relationship management software. So customer wants to sign up with you. So customer data, when you run a business, customer data is really important. You guys ever go to check out with something and you're like, Man, it's like they need my name, my email, my address, my blood type, my social security number, my dating preference. You know, like, I'm just kidding. Um, but you're like, what is all that? What, what the heck? Well, they're collecting your info so they can know what to sell to you, how to market to you, how to email to you, right? So anytime you sign up a new customer, we want to get their name, address, and email. That's going to go into our software, and we're going to capture all that info. It just keeps it all organized for us. For me personally, we're a mowing business. We do aerations, we do cleanups, we do all this mess, but month to month, when we do 20, 25 grand worth of mowing, it's not that hard. End of month, we bill, and for me, we have a charge the videos. So at the end of the month, when we're done mowing four out of four weeks or five out of five weeks, it's a five-week month, we make all the invoices, and we charge card, charge, card, charge, card, charge, charge, click, 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 click. And in an hour and a half, I can charge $25,000 worth of uh, credit cards. Three days later, it's in my checking account. Minus fees, we got 24,500 bucks. And boom, 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 boom. We just keep growing and we just keep moving on. Now, if you do landscaping, that's not the story, right? Landscaping, you gotta do quotes. And that's fine, that's cool. Um, you can use the same software, the same CRMs, right? To collect that customer data and send invoices, send estimates. That's a great way to stay organized. My first 10 years, we did not, okay? I used yellow carbon paper. I used Excel spreadsheets. I was like, yeah, I'm doing Mary, John, Susie, and Kim today. 
Okay. Like that, but you know what? That's where you start and that's okay. And I, I have no problem admitting that today we have like four or 500 customers. Um, I point like my computer's over there, right? My computer's right here. I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> I don't know what to do with my hands. Uh, all my customer info. <laughs> Are you there? Hello? Oh, there you go. You still there got you guys? There you, you go. There? there you go. All right. Sounds good. Sorry. We had you at uh, customer care, <clears throat> I believe. Um, I think that's probably, probably all of our customer data is stored online, yard book. We invoice end of month, super streamlined. I don't overthink it. Um. And you also mentioned before that you've hired your mother for marketing. How much of the marketing is tailored to say YouTube versus the uh, company and now even your podcast? A lot of marketing for the media company. I don't do any, I do zero. Um, I probably should. So if anybody wants a summer internship, I'm uh, just having fun. But I don't, I don't do any marketing with the, the YouTube channel. Uh, everything is organic. It's search. It's YouTube, you know, uh, pushing out the videos with browse and suggesting videos. You guys ever see like on the right hand tab, you watch a YouTube video and then all those other videos. And if you watch four or five of them, it's, you go down the rabbit hole, right? Uh, a lot of people find us that way. Eventually, like after about 10 videos, you're watching like a tarantula versus a praying mantis and they like go kill each other. And Maybe that was just my feed. I don't know about you guys, but, uh, and somehow I'm watching those or like Dr. Pimple Popper. Okay. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> my wife hates those, but anyway, that's, that's what YouTube does. YouTube promotes your stuff. Um, if you find us through YouTube, you're going to know about the brands. You're going to know about the podcasts and you'll know about Launchpreneur Academy. Um, I don't spend any time marketing. I spend all my time creating content. Does that make sense? So for students like myself and everyone in this, before stepping onto a job site, what is one thing that we really should know? That's a good question. What's one thing you really should know? Well, you should really know why you're stepping onto that job site. I mean, honestly, like, do you want a new customer? Do you not want a new customer? Um, are you going to be able to help this person understand? So let's talk, let's talk about that. Uh, you want to sell solutions. You don't want to sell products, right? So when you step onto that property, you got to have your, your game face on and say, somebody needs something, right? So I'm going to, I'm going to take the phone call. I'm going to go to the property. I'm going to get to know them, right? Because this is a human being, right? They have needs, they have feelings, they have wants. And I'm going to, what am I going to do? I'm going to listen, 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 listen to what, why am I even there? What do they call me for? Well, the lawn is thinned out and, uh, you know, it's got some bare spots. I don't know what's going on with it. Okay. Well, why is this a concern for you? Because I mean, it, clearly the lawn looks like crap. What's going on? Well, I have a graduation party that we're going to be hosting here in six weeks and we need to figure out how to make this lawn look nice. Ah, right. So imagine if I just went on there and I said, yeah, like let's start cutting the grass and you probably need some fertilizer. Am I really solving the problem? But if I start with listening and then I find out what's their actual need, then what can I do? I can fulfill it with a product or service and solve that person's problem. 
right? So the problem that they have isn't thin grass. The problem is that they're gonna be embarrassed at the graduation party when their lawn looks like crap. Does that make sense? So before you step onto a property, first figure out why you're even there, talk to the customer, get to know them, and then offer solutions. Don't offer an aeration overseed. You're gonna offer, hey, how about I'll give you a thick, lush lawn in four weeks? Oh my God, how do I do that? Hey, I got a great product, great solution. We're gonna do an aeration overseed. It doesn't even matter what the price is, right? Arguably, they're gonna be like, hey, it's 300 bucks for an aeration overseed. Okay, hey, but you know what? This lawn's gonna look really thick, really lush, really nice in about four weeks if we do an overseeding. How fast do they wanna sign up with you? Like today. Does that make sense? So to provide those that you would say we need that would help us provide those solutions? Uh, I would double down on listening, honestly, because what most people do is they, they, they hear, but they're not listening, right? You're there. You think they want to sign up with you because you're awesome. And you think that you're going to be able to sell them stuff because they're uneducated. What I'm there to do is help. Right. So if you want to get a good skill set in life, it's called helping people. Right. So if you're afraid of sales or selling or sell, I always say sell is just a four letter word for help. Right. So if you want to go around in life and have a really good skill set out there, it's called helping people. And in fact, if you guys can remember anything at your age and anything from this podcast, write this down. A millionaire is not wealthy because of the amount of money he makes, he's wealthy because of the amount of value he adds to society. So what does that mean? A rich guy is not rich because he's got money. A rich guy is rich because he solved problems for people. Period, case closed, right? There's a lot going on with politics and drama and he said, she said, and this and that. Look, the bottom line is that if I'm a lawn care business owner and I solve a uh, hundred hundred people spend time with their family on the weekend, right? My solution is mowing grass, but the problem I'm solving is free time with their kids. They want to go to a wedding. They want to go, uh, go, go golfing. They want to go on that boating trip, right? But they can't because they got to cut the lawn. So I'm not selling lawn care solutions. I'm selling free time for you to go play catch with your four-year-old, five-year-old, 10-year-old son right? So let's start helping people out there in business. Why does Elon Musk make so much money? Because he's helped 20,000 people have a job and he's selling 100,000, 400,000 cars a year, right? Putting the fries in the cup and handing it out the window to you guys. Why do they only make $12 an hour? because they're not really helping anybody. They're not really doing anything significant. And you can argue with that all you want, but the bottom line is that if that person didn't come into work the next day, could somebody else replace what they're doing? Yes. So if you guys can remember any one thing, it's help people, solve people's problems, care about people. Again, on YouTube, why is our channel bigger than maybe other people's channels? Because our channel is all about helping you. It's not about me. It's about what does Taylor need? What does Brooklyn need? What does Megan need, right? What do you guys need? 
And if I can help you guys out, then somehow along the way, the universe will conspire to help me. Right. But if I just, it's all about Brian, it's all about me. It's all about my cat who keeps meowing. <laughs> then no, nobody solves any problems. So stop thinking about you. Think about somebody else. And the problem they have isn't a thinned out lawn. It's that they don't want to be embarrassed for the graduation party. Once we understand that we can offer them a real solution. So does that make sense guys? Love that take. That's awesome. Um, and I think it'll really help a lot of people if we start looking at things like that. So, um, yeah, I think the world could be a lot better if we all start, stop being selfish and start being helpful. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Um, so like you said, you started your company 10 years ago and you started YouTube about four, um, how have you sort of seen your company grow? And again, you've talked about this. Do you have any aspirations to make it any bigger than it is from what we can see from YouTube and all that? Um, like you said, you're making a pole barn and everything at your new house and everything. That's going to be a big uh, plus side, I'm sure, for your company and everything. So just do you have any ideas or any thoughts about that? Um, to be honest with you, everything's up in the air. Um, everything's an option right now. Um, here's what I know I don't want because sometimes we know what we want, sometimes what we know what we don't want. For me personally, I know I don't want 10, 20, 50 employees. I know I don't want millions of dollars of overhead. Um, I don't want, look, what I do want is to make more money, right? Who doesn't want to make more money? Like, even if you make a million and I gave you an extra hundred thousand dollars, are you going to more money just means you got more options, right? So for me, if I want to make more money, there's other ways of making more money, right? I can do network marketing. I can do real estate. I can do investments. I can have uh, 25 vending machines. I could have 10 different YouTube channels, right? So for me personally, the lawn and landscape company, I like where it's at because it's super lean, super profitable and super manageable, right? Owner operator, me and another guy two 250 grand a year in business. So Okay. Competition with somebody else who wants to have a seven figure business and do a million dollars a year. The seven figure guy, he might be able to go on a, a week long vacation and not have to go mow because he's got 25 guys, but he's also got two, $3 million of debt or a couple hundred grand of debt. I don't want that. There's no right or wrong answer. Here's what I would say. Awesome for the guy who wants a bigger business. I would just hope that the guy who wants to grow a bigger business doesn't judge me for wanting to stay small and it makes sense. So again, I think where a lot of people get confused is doing things for other people or their ego, or they want 10 trucks just to have 10 trucks. Look, a business has one purpose, make you money, right? Don't let your identity be the business, right? A business is just a tool. A business just gives you the lifestyle that you want. You want a bigger lifestyle? Well, you're gonna have to grow a bigger business. I used to think that I was lawn care, lawn care was me, right? That's not the, that's not the case at all. Like I thought my self-image was so interwoven with the company. Now I still work in my company, but I'm not, I'm not Brian the lawn care guy. I'm Brian who's an entrepreneur that owns a couple different businesses, right? So. 
long story short, if you want to grow a $20 million company, like my friend Corey Ballard, awesome, dude. Awesome. I think it's wide open. If you don't want to uh, take a 20 grand a year salary for a decade, have $3 million of debt, have 150 employees that five of them per day don't show up because you don't know what's going on. If you don't mowing for you might get killed, right? And you have to figure that out. Like that's a huge responsibility. You just got to know you. For me personally, I didn't want the stress. I didn't want the overhead. If I wanted to make more money, there's easier ways to do it. For me, it's growing my YouTube channel. For me, it's growing my real estate uh, portfolio over the next five years. No right, no right or wrong answer. And by the way, all of you guys watching this, the world isn't what it was 10 or 15 years ago, right? If you want to go be a YouTuber or start a, uh, some kind of blog, right? If you wanted to have rental properties with different ways to make money uh, in this planet today, other than just having a traditional business, right? Now, I love my traditional business. Why do I like my traditional business? The real question of why do I love my business? One word, cash flow, right? I build my lawn and landscape company because we have cash flow. So anybody here try to finance a car before? Anybody got a car? Any thumbs up? Anybody buy a new car, right? Costs money. Do they, when you go to buy a car, or maybe you went with your parents to buy a car, do they ask? No, I'm getting a lot of shakes. No, right? They don't ask you about your report card. They say, what? How much money for a down payment? How much money do you make? And what's your credit, right? So for me personally, when I have a lawn and landscape company, why do I have lawn maintenance? Because it's 20 grand a month, 20 grand a month, 20 grand a month, 20 grand a month, 20 grand a month. It's not landscaping where it's 35, 15, 9, 8, 17, 15. We don't really know. But for me, if I want to go buy a car or finance a home and I got good cash flow, 20 grand a month, and I want to go borrow debt or have a lifestyle that I can guarantee and bank on, and I need income to do that. For me, I like the predictability of lawn care and lawn maintenance. Now, can you make more doing landscaping? I would say yes. But for me, I'm not the richest guy, no, by any means. Not with a lawn care company. But if it's 18 to 20, 18 to 20, 18 to 20, 18 to 20, and I want to go borrow money, or I want to go invest in Does that kind of make some sense? So I know what I want. I don't know what Corey Ballard wants. Corey Ballard might want to be on the top 100 of Lawn and Landscape Inc. And that's fine. That's great. But he better know why he wants to be on it. Right? And if you just want to be on it for your ego, okay, that's cool. But I want to take care of my family. And they don't always correlate, right? One doesn't always mean the other. And again, Corey's like one of my really good friends. I'm, I'm just using it as a good example because he's got a huge $20 million business, right? So if you guys are taking notes, you guys want to write any other note till uh, I'm, you know, blue in the face, talking to the younger me that some of you guys are younger. It's don't figure out 
what you want to do. It's figure out how you want to live and then work backwards, right? If you, I wish somebody gave me that advice at 18 or 16, right? Because a lot of you guys, your, your parents or your friends and family, they're saying, go be an engineer, go be a doctor, go be a horticulturalist. Okay, cool. But let's say you want to go jet setting uh, to the Turks and Caicos and you want to ride private jets and have Ferraris and just have millions of dollars. Whatever. It's just an example, right? Is a, an engineer making $50,000 a year going to give you that lifestyle? Probably not. I don't know many engineers that are, you know, flying private and doing the whole deal, right? Are you guys still there? Yep. Okay, cool. Unless you uh, have a friend, obviously, you know, to take you on their private jets, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, I saw a mute thing on my window, so I didn't know if I muted myself or maybe I just talked too much, right? You're all good. <laughs> no, you're good. But, but any which way, um, if you want to be a business owner, you can build a company and that company can make you a certain amount of income and that income gives you that lifestyle that you want. So again, like everybody goes through life in the equation this way and they never stop and think. And then eventually you're 40 years old and you realize, what am I doing? What? It's called a midlife crisis. Anybody ever heard of that before? You're having a midlife crisis. Heck, I had like midlife crisis at 30 and I was like, what am I? Um, the reason you have a, an identity crisis is because you don't know what you really, really, really want. Right. And when you're 16, 18, 20 years old, what are your parents doing? What are you going to do with your life? What are you going to do with your life? You're like, I don't know. I'm 18. I want to go hang out with my friends. Like, I don't know. Is that me or just me? Like thumbs up? I don't know. But again, you, you have to figure out how you want to live. Then figure out the money part. How am I going to, to what am I going to live? Do you want to make a YouTube channel? Do you want to have a landscaping company with 50 people? No right or wrong answer. Just don't get confused. Right. For sure. Um, <laughs> Hopefully this is helping you guys out. Oh, no, it's, it's great. I, I promise you it's great. Uh, it's a lot yeah. of great information and great advice. So um, with you saying like you really don't want to go past lawn care, and that's awesome because I, I'm a turf grass manager by trade. I used to work in different sports stadiums in the country. Okay. Um, but yeah. the uh, is there a special demographic you're looking for when you're talking about your lawn care business? Are you okay with going with a larger uh, acreage if – if that even fits your business right now, uh, residential versus commercial, is there anything that you're specifically looking for? Um, I would say off the bat, somebody who wants to pay the bill. Um, <laughs> it's a good, it's a good thing to know, you know, somebody who actually has money, right? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I'm just having some fun. I do. I, I have it called your customer avatar, like your target customer. What is my target customer? How old are they? Um, how much money do they have? How much money do they want to spend per year? Where do they live? Uh, what do they expect? What, how much do they want to communicate with me or not communicate with me? I had to dial that in about three years ago. I felt like Oprah, man, you get lawn service, you get lawn service, you get lawn service. I was all over the place. And we weren't very focused. We when you are, when you generalize, typically you're not going to be uh, able to make the profit you want because you're doing a little bit of everything, right? Like for example, you guys ever go to like a really nice restaurant, like a steakhouse, 
I like to eat food. I'm a foodie. I like going to like a Ruth's Chris or, you know, like an Outback, but even like a little bit more higher end, right? Amen. Amen. Now, have any of you guys ever been to like a family diner, like a Coney Island, a little greasy spoon, like a little, a little restaurant, right? Where if you look at the menu and there's 90 different things on it, right? When you go to the little Coney Island, the little diner, is the food like a steakhouse level place or is it just kind of like something to fill you up and you're in and out? When you go to a steakhouse and you get a hard like leather bound menu, right? You get four options for the steak, four options for sides, three options for dessert. It's what you get. And how much is a steak there? 90 bucks, $55, right? Here's why. Premium food, premium profit margins, they're lean and mean, they stay in their lane, and they make a lot of money. Now, Coney Islands and little, little diners, they have 90 different things. You want shish kebab? You can get a shish kebab. You want a basket of shrimp? You can get a basket of shrimp, which is really weird. And then if you want a steak, you can get a steak. And then if you want just a sandwich, you can get a sandwich. So when you're doing everything, you're good at nothing, right? And how many times do we talk about on my podcast or my YouTube channel, or have you guys heard in life that if you want to get paid top dollar, you have to be a nine or a 10 at what you do, right? So uh, Drew, you were just saying you worked at a lot of these stadiums, right? Uh, a lot of these high-end um, professional uh, complexes. Let's say it's baseball. Is a baseball player that is a MLB, he's an all-star, he's a stud, is he also good at bowling? No, because he's a nine or a 10 at baseball. He's probably a two at golf. He's a two at bowling. If he was good at everything, he'd be a four. He'd be a four or three, a two, a four, a three. But how many people are paying good money for threes and fours, right? Nobody pays good money for threes and fours. You're only going to get top dollar if you're a nine or a 10 at whatever you decide to do in life. So less is more, focus, have that brand, that reputation that you're known for something, charge a premium for it, right? And that's where you're going to make a lot of money, a lot of profit. So for me, I would do irrigation, great. I would do an aeration, great. We would do landscaping, great. We would do mulch, great. I wasn't really good at any of them. In fact, we do lawn maintenance, Lawn maintenance is the silliest thing here. I bet every single person on this uh, Zoom meeting, this conference call, can cut grass. So what's my claim to fame? We're consistent. You're like, you're consistent? That's not really cool. It's not a cool thing to say. You're consistent. Like imagine on my gravestone, right? Brian Fullerton, 1986 to 2155, because I want to live for like 150 years, right? I figure with like, you know, modern stuff in, I might look like Futurama, but that'll be okay, right? <laughs> Here's the bottom line. Imagine on your tombstone it said, he was consistent. Is that sexy? Is that cool? No. It's legendary. I mean, hey, in that business, you know. Yeah, but here's what you get paid the most amount of money for in life is being consistent. A baseball player, yes, he needs to hit the ball far, but he needs to hit the ball far consistently, right? A gym a gym 
rat. Everybody get gym rat. Is it hard to lift weights and go on a treadmill for 30 minutes? No. But where do you see the most successful people in the gym? They're there five days a week, twice a day, and they're consistent, right? So what's my claim to fame uh, with lawn care? We cut grass pretty decent. I'd say like the aunties that were a B plus and A minus, like you've got to be good at what you do, but we're not nines and tens at cutting grass. We're a seven or eight, but we're a 10 at consistent. Every Tuesday, you get your lawn cut on time the same way for 10 years. We're predictable. We're reliable. We're consistent. You go to McDonald's. Who, who here, thumbs up if you can make a better burger than McDonald's. Thumbs up if you can grill a better burger than McDonald's. Okay, everybody here. If your Ms. thumb's Beard, not up, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> thumbs up. There you go, right? Yeah, exactly. Everybody here can make a better burger than McDonald's, but who here per day sells 21 million burgers? You guys or McDonald's? McDonald's, right? And McDonald's, they don't make the best burger, but they make millions and millions and millions of them. They're ultra consistent. If you go to Texas or Boston, California, Illinois, Ohio, a Big Mac is a Big Mac, right? So, you can do high, you can do uh, high margins, low volume. I think there's a happy medium in between there personally. But for me, I'd rather do less work, be a nine or a 10, right? And make really good margins at what I do. If you want to grow a bigger company, that's fine. I think you're going to lose that quality. You're going to lose the margin. You're going to have to do more volume. No right or wrong answer. Like there's Planet Fitness great business model. There's anytime fitnesses, great business model. There's lifetime fitness, great business, right? Planet fitness doesn't try to be CrossFit and CrossFit doesn't try to be planet fitness, right? They all work. You just got to know your lane and not look over there and say, well, what's Ryland doing? Uh, you know, what's, what's Franco doing? Uh, what's Ryan doing? Stop worrying about what other people are doing in life and go get yours. Does that make sense? For sure. Uh, and I think that's awesome because it is important to understand what your limitations are and all of that. So uh, we're going to wrap it up here. Um, we sort of ask this every single podcast and you've given some great advice um, so far. And so is there any like last words of advice you can give the kids sort of just uh, what they should be focusing on moving forward. Uh, most of them are sophomores to seniors, uh, some freshmen in here. So anything that you could think of that would be good advice moving forward? Yeah, I would say, um, number one, experiment, taste, have fun, try new things. Um, don't get so locked in or pigeonholed into doing one thing. If there's a new club or a new sport or a new group, Go try it. Go have some fun. Go try different restaurants. Go try different things in life. Tester. Go, go all over the place. Do a bunch of things in your, in your teens, in your 20s, and go try things out. How do you know that you don't like Cajun food if you've never tried it, right? Try different things. I think Gary Vee says that a lot. Um, I would always still say, don't be afraid to fail, right? Don't be afraid to fail. Don't be afraid to look like a dork to look like a loser, it's okay, right? Like I failed my first 10 years in business, but then all of a sudden, four years later, I start to succeed and a random gentleman emails me and says, hey, would you come talk to my group? His name is Andrew, he's a nice guy, 
He's a big teddy bear. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Thanks. But, but I, I was, I was failing for 10 years and, and then we became until we learned what we were doing wrong. We were failing. So failure doesn't make you a failure unless it's final, right? If you, if you take a slap shot and you play ice hockey, you take a slap shot and you miss the net. Does that mean you're a loser and you're a failure at life that you ultimately are awful at ice skating and, and ice hockey? No way. It just means you missed the shot. And what do you do? You learn. I'm going to slap my wrist a little bit different the next time. And I'm going to take a better shot. You don't learn by succeeding. You learn by failing. Right? So don't be afraid to fail. Don't have this um, commitment that no matter what you do, you're going to do the best you can. Remember, nobody pays good money for threes and fours. They only pay good money for nines and tens. So be known for something. If you like to paint, be the best painter. If you like to play a musical instrument, be the best musical instrument person. But you know what you can always do? Always be kind. Always care about people. Always encourage people. Okay? No matter where you go, don't be mean. Don't... Um, don't be petty. Don't try to get back at somebody. Love on people. Don't keep score, okay? Um, I think that's something that I don't care if you're 18 or 81. I think this whole world, and I'm not saying like kumbaya. I'm just saying be nice to each other, man. Stand up for the weak person. Stand up for the kid who's getting bullied. Stand up for the dork, okay? Maybe you are the dork. I know I was. <laughs> but be nice out there, okay? There's, there's too many people that are so cutthroat. Uh, one other thing I'd say, learn to partner. Okay. In school, it's called cheating. Right. So in school, if you cheat, you're going to get a slap on the wrist. Can I be honest with you? If you go into business, you're going to realize really quickly, you can't do it all and you shouldn't be doing it all. So you're going to, business is a team sport. So get some people on your team, Get some other people that know more things than you surrounding you. And I think that your life will elevate to that next level. So uh, beyond all that, I would just say, keep it light, have fun. Don't take yourself too fun. But uh, any which way, uh, I super appreciate the opportunity. I, I hope I said something of value to you guys. Um, sincerely, thank you so much for letting me talk to you guys for an hour. Um, of course. As, as I eat my Taco Bell, but if, <laughs> if you guys need anything, shoot me a DM, shoot me an email. I'm, I'm so easy to get a hold of. It's not even funny. So we're going to open up for some questions from the kids. Uh, so guys, whoever wants to ask the first question. How have you seen your business change since COVID happened? Uh, like this, <laughs> um, we, we were making money in the winter then we didn't make money because there was no snow. Then we were going to make a lot of money with spring because it was 60 degrees and sunny and we wanted to get outside, right? And then our governor shut us down. They said, you cannot go work. So we lost 25 grand. Then it was a rush mode in the spring. Then it got really hot because it didn't rain for two months, which was weird. So it's been like this, right? It's called the entrepreneur roller coaster. But the only people that get hurt on a roller coaster are the ones that jump off. Right. So just stay tight, just stay steady, just keep moving on. Um, you know what, as an entrepreneur and as a business owner, you don't get to make excuses. Right. So if I lost business, 
or I made business, doesn't matter. If you lost business, fix it, overcome, what are you gonna do? I can't sit at home and just complain about politics or my governor or, or life or circumstances, right? So at the end of the day, if it is to be, it's up to me. So for me personally, COVID, it's been a crazy 2020, right? Like we're all doing Zoom calls. You guys probably haven't even been in class. You know what I mean? So 2020, you got to adapt. You got to change. We've had to adapt. We have to change. Um, 2020, by the way, it, 2021 is not going to be the same. So there's going to be different stuff going on. And we all just kind of keep moving forward, keep learning, keep changing, keep growing. So um, does that help you out a little bit? All right, girl. Great job. <laughs> Next question, guys. Thank you. Um, as an owner of a landscaping company, was there a time you ever doubted your business and how did that motivate you? Yeah, all the time. Uh, I felt inadequate. I felt like a dork. I felt like a loser. I just, I was missing some ingredients, right? Like if you guys go to bake a cake, right? Anybody like sweets and cookies and cakes? I love, cup, I love cupcakes, right? <laughs> if you're going to go bake a cake and there's nine ingredients to bake a cake, and you only put seven ingredients in, are you going to have a cake? Is it going to turn out correctly? Probably not. What if you, the seventh ingredient was sugar, you leave out ingredient eight and you leave out ingredient nine, but you add twice as much sugar, which was ingredient number seven. Is that going to compensate for eight and nine, right? So if you want to be successful, you need nine out of nine in this example, right? This analogy. So for me, there's a lot of things I was doing right, but there's some things that I was leaving out. Once I started adding those things in and we had the full recipe, we baked a pretty nice cake. Any Noah, more questions? That, that was good, Noah. <laughs> yeah. um, I currently work for an arborist. I was wondering if you uh, work alongside with any arborists on a day-to-day -day basis. Uh, not dated barbarous. They're super intelligent people. Um, some of you guys might have seen Mark Parker on my YouTube channel. Uh, he does all the chainsaw safety training for steel. So super smart dude. There's another guy out there, Dan Mirabal. Uh, he is like an arborist tree care guru. Um, I want to get him on the podcast and on the YouTube channel. I, I do not know enough about trees, pruning, shrubs, planting. I love that stuff. Um, I, I love to learn. If you guys got a good book, shoot me a recommend. Cool. Thank you. Thanks, Noah. Like the hat. I didn't even see you there Thank for you. a minute. <laughs> Any other questions, right. guys? Anybody else got questions? Andrew, you got any questions? You're the host of this thing. <laughs> yeah, Andrew. All right there, Noah. Yeah, we want to know what's behind the beard, man. That's COVID beard, What are you, what are you, what are you, what are you hiding What are you talking about? That's a COVID beard. I got nothing to hide. It's supposed to be No Shave November. You're, you're, it's September, bro. Uh, it's No Shave November since last November. What are you doing? Actually, I shaved my face in December, and I haven't cut it since. So that gives you a little time frame. Um, but uh, That's funny because I, I haven't shaved since high school. <laughs> uh um we're losing the girls right now so <laughs> <laughs> mrs beard was wondering is there ever a dead period for you in a normal year like a slow period like a like time off 
Yeah, I know you do snow removal. So is there ever like a time frame in any of that? Um, usually like two weeks, uh, the first two weeks of November, it's pretty slow because we just get is when I finish my business for the mowing and then we don't really do leaf cleanups until about mid to late November. Um, <clears throat> it depends on the weather. So usually we can get about a week or two window there. What we do, what we've been doing is we have our live event and then my wife and I go on a five or 10 day cruise for us, the season's crazy. It's a hundred miles an hour, right? Uh, so what we like to do is regroup as a couple, take a seven or 10 day vacation, leave cold Michigan where it's 50 degrees and it sucks and go to the Bahamas and go get some sun. Um, you guys can tell I'm, I'm, I'm pasty boy. Uh, so I like to go get some sun. I try to keep the sun off me. Right. Cause I don't want to get sunburned. Um, so usually last couple weeks of March, it does slow down. Uh, but there's always a great time to get away for three and four day vacations, like little getaways. My wife and I, uh, anytime we can get a long weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, we try to do three and four day uh, vacations in the summer. Now, to be honest with you, that first eight to 10 weeks in spring, I work like 60 days straight. I love it. Like it's time to make money. You know what I'm saying? Um, but after about mid June, we usually slow down. All the mulch is done. The flowers are done. All that mess is done so any last questions guys any last questions hey i have a question yes sir where did you get tiger turf talk what is that so we are a uh, a high school program based out of oaksville virginia and it's the brentsville turf grass management program so okay play on words the uh mascot for the school is the brentsville tigers so oh play on words sort of that came together um but again that's just sort of how it all came together you know <laughs> not much to it you know that's awesome dude that's awesome. yeah for sure yeah no that's awesome man good for you guys I i'm really excited for all of you guys you guys are all young you guys are hungry for it um if i can ever be a resource give me a shout and um but thanks so much for having me on the show this is really really cool we need to do it again maybe we'll do it again four or five months from now we'll see where you guys are all at and uh I don't know. Let, you know, I'll just keep talking. We'll just talk forever. So. Sounds, sounds good. Thank you so much for coming on. This is great. Uh, guys, what do you say real quick? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We really appreciate you guys coming on. Uh, and thank you, Ryan, for everything. You bet.